Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. All right, welcome uh, everybody to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio on this Monday, August the 1st, 2022. Thank you for joining us. It's August already, people, if you can believe it. Um, I'm Tim Wildman with Ed Vitagliano. Good morning, Ed. Good morning, Tim. This is my birthday month, by the way. Really? August, August 26th All is right. my birthday. Preparing. Preparing our listeners to send you uh, gift cards, are you? And, uh, <laughs> you think that would work? <laughs> <if> I <did? laughs> I've had no. a couple. I have uh, over the years. I have. Yeah. Uh, you one know, was I didn't to, report like, Pizza Hut or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what the point was of that. I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that was a ethnic. Yeah, it was pretty clear. It was an ethnic dig. Yeah. It, it, oh, I, I sure enjoyed it. If it's pizza. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Fred Jackson, good morning, Fred. Yeah, I just want to say Ed looks pretty good for approaching 70. He really yeah, does. Approaching. I, I am approaching <laughs> 70. I'll, I'll be uh, 64 this this, uh, this Right. Morning. Don't speed him up too fast, Fred. <laughs> no, you're nice. That was, got that, six years left. Ed, listen, let me tell you about Canadians, okay? <laughs> I don't approach Everybody says, oh, Canadians are so right, nice. Right, They're right. just always – that was a dig. <laughs> I know. All right. <laughs> He was saying, "Yeah, we know you're uh, you're six, gonna be sixty four, but you look much to much me. If older. you're if you're approaching seventy, you better be sixty nine and a half. Yeah, huh? I'm telling you, the Canadians are not all uh, maple syrup and and bacon, but they do it in a polite way. They right. they insult you politely. Yes. That's right. right. I'm it's sorry it. to say, but you're <laughs> you're approaching. 70. This is the way Italians do it. Right. Italians." Look right. at you. They glare at you. They growl. Right. And then you get the stiletto. Okay. <laughs> Canadians, they're smiling, pat on the back, and then they throw you over a cliff. That's the difference. Okay. All right. Well, welcome to the program, everybody. As far as we know, Nancy Pelosi's plane has not been shot down uh, over the China Sea today. Although uh, the uh, Chinese communist government has made a real threat. Uh, to do something, yeah. should she land her plane? Uh, well, it's not her plane; it's the United States of America's plane. But uh, in, in, in if she lands in Taiwan, uh, she did. She is over in the in the. She's uh, in Singapore, Southeast Asia, Singapore. Uh, she's got a couple of stops. I just can't imagine if the decision is made that she goes to Taiwan. That the Chinese would do anything as drastic oh, no, as they that. Won't, they won't shoot down her plane. Uh, no. I, I just couldn't see them doing that. No, I, I agree with you, but that's an act of but war. But they have, uh, but they have put out a threat. Oh yeah, the, that they, there will be real consequences yes. if if the Speaker of the House uh, of the United States government goes to uh, Taiwan. Why? Because they, China uh, doesn't recognize Taiwan as an independent country. Obviously, right. they feel like it's their own. And and what would that that would be, um, that would be the U.S. government and a high-ranking official, uh, what uh, acknowledge not acknowledging but uh, 
treating Taiwan as if it were a separate country, because if you the Chinese view Taiwan as part of China, if you want to visit China, they're thinking you come to Beijing, you meet with our leaders, you don't go to a renegade province. That's the way they look at it and meet yeah. with their leadership. That's yeah. the way they would. So you think she'll go? I I think she I think she won't. I, I think she will will not. I agree with you. Yeah. I, I think she'll meet with some governments around. Now, this is intensely divisive, even amongst the Republican Party. We're just guessing. Here. We're just guessing. Yeah. So. Although President Biden did say last week when he was asked about whether she will go to Taiwan, he said military people have advised against it. That was his response then. But then you have people like former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. You have Newt Gingrich, who was the last uh, high-ranking official there. Back American in 97 president. when he was House Speaker. Yes. And even then, he decided to go, even after a similar type warning. But the way the Americans, the U.S. government handled it then is, when he left Beijing, he gave a couple of speeches, I think, in Beijing, Newt Gingrich. He went somewhere else to another country briefly and then went to Taiwan. You know, diplomacy, right? all of that sort of thing. So, well, she she will be roundly criticized by people on the right, conservatives, if she doesn't go. It'll be described as caving into China. Well, Ed used a uh, term last week that I tend to agree with on this. For her to go to Taiwan would be unnecessarily provocative. Uh, there, so I, I, if she goes, you, you're right. She has every right to go because we, the United States, do recognize Taiwan, independent of China. Well, informally. Informally. Yeah. So, uh, but if she doesn't go, it, she would she would be in keeping with uh, America's top level officials for the last few decades, and that is, except with the exception of Gingrich, you say? Yes. That goes back to the 90s. 96 or 97. So, so, so you would, yeah. so it would, you know, it would just be uh, uh, to wanting to avoid a direct confrontation with China. For what purpose, I guess? I, I don't even know why this came up. I, this this kind of came out of the blue. When this whole discussion came up, I thought, well, why is Nancy Pelosi talking about going to Taiwan anyway? Yeah, she was going over to, uh, as I say, uh, Southeast Asia. Yeah. So maybe, uh, I don't know. We'll see uh, what happens there. You're listening to today's issues. All right, Ed, we got a big, big, I said big. This is big. Big. Big huge. announcement. It's folks. huge. How, it's how would Donald Trump say it? Huge. Okay. Huge. All right. Bigger than China. <laughs> I, I kind of mix up my accents there. All right, folks. Hey, if, if Trump were a southerner, he'd say bigger than China. Yeah, bigger than bigger than that there, China. <laughs> All right, American Family Association will no longer be canceled by the culture or banned from speaking the truth. Now, previously, we, like a lot of other groups and organizations, had to rely on third-party platforms such as YouTube, Vimeo, Facebook to stream content. Uh, but these platforms, obviously most of our listeners know this, have become censors of biblical truth, oftentimes conservative truth, and certainly any kind of truth that goes against, for example, the CDC or the World Health Organization. 
Well, AFA streaming. Write this down, folks. Put this on your refrigerator or wherever you keep important websites or other information. Streaming.afa.net. Streaming.afa.net. Go there now. Go there now. AFA streaming is the latest ministry effort to counter these censors of biblical truth. It is built and managed by the American Family Association, and you can stream video of our radio programming live at streaming.afa.net. And today's issues is the first show for this to happen, so we're kind of breaking the ground here. But uh, today's issues, AFA at the Core, airing the Addisons, uh, the Hamilton Corner, all of those. And in addition to live video streaming of these AFR shows, you will find additional content, documentaries, movies, the Cultural Institute series, and much more. So I'm if gonna you go, go to, I'm going to go there right now. Go there right now. I'm if you go to streaming.afa.net, you will be able to find out how you can access live the programming on American Family. You do have to log Radio. in. You do have to have. You do have to create an account. Right. How long with, does that take? Uh, well, it depends. If you were uh, born before 1950 <laughs> or not, it might. You may have to get a grand one of your grandkids to come help you. What? He just I think two just, minutes. I think your name, your username, and a and a uh, email address and a password. I think is all. Right, which we sell to China. <laughs> yes, to China. Can, huh? Yeah, no. We, no, we don't. No, we don't. We're just kidding. Uh, but but it, g- check it out, folks. Sign up if you don't. Now, many of you who support us on a monthly basis are already uh, great commission Commis- partners. Yeah. So you're so already have you're already account. there. But we're live video streaming the show right now, and we will be. So we're not subject to being banned by YouTube or Facebook any longer. Although Facebook. Has never banned us, as far as I know. YouTube banned us a couple of times, as you guys know. By you guys, I mean the listeners. The last couple of weeks, but then they reversed themselves within 24 right. hours after Brent Creeley, our producer, asked him, "What's up?" Well, I think you Brent asked him, "What's up with this?" Yeah, uh, and Brent then, Creeley basically said, "Bring it." <laughs> you know, you you give me an explanation, yeah. or else. <clears throat> so they didn't give us an explanation, really, but they did reverse their banning of today's issues. So anyway, uh, check it out, streaming.afa.net. Tim Wildman, Ed Battaglio, Fred Jackson, next story, Fred. Well, uh, continued prayers required for the uh, folks in Kentucky, West Virginia. Uh, We talked a little bit about this starting last Thursday, and it is still raining there. Uh, The flooding, if you've seen the pictures on various news agencies, on our own website, American Family News, afn.net, uh, just horrific. Uh, according to the governor of Kentucky, uh, Governor Bashir, uh, as of last night, uh, 28 people have lost their lives. Four of those are children, those four kids from one family. And there are at least 30 people who are unaccounted for, is the way they're putting it. But the pictures continue to be. And the thing is, folks, uh, the rain is not stopping. The latest forecast this morning is for more rain in that area. If you look at the map of the United States, St. Louis, from St. Louis all the way over to West Virginia, and now even parts of southwestern Virginia also, uh, they're worried about those areas. But the worst hit area is eastern Kentucky, and uh, it 
Kentucky's been hard hit. We had the tornado there uh, in the last year or so in the western part of the mm-hmm. state. Uh, the churches and other uh, organizations were helping folks there. Now this comes in on top of that. So <clears throat> keep them in your prayers, folks. And uh, uh, they, they're having, on top of everything, they're having trouble now getting rescue crews, uh, crews in because of infrastructure damage. Bridges, roads, washed away, roads, all, all of these sorts of things. Um, the kind of thing that you might see in movies is actually happening in real life uh, there in Kentucky in particular. It's, it's heartbreaking, uh, the news that we've been hearing out of there. And this is, we, I don't know if we talked about this on the air or if it was just during our, our story meeting last week when we um, were talking about this. Um, but this, this has happened before to places like Nashville and Houston. Uh, Nashville, Tennessee, Houston, Texas, where a storm will just sit over an area. And I was looking at, I mentioned this, I know, in our story meeting this morning, was looking at uh, images coming from eastern Kentucky. And, you know, there's a lot of rolling hills and kind of mountainous areas. And typical rainfall, people get used to it. You build in those areas. But as I looked at some of those, I thought, wow, you can tell if if there was a lot of rain and it continued coming down those mountainsides, it would wash roads out, would wash you know, bridges out and homes. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the videos just been uh, terrifying. Yeah. Seeing these, you know, water three, four feet deep yeah. rushing through uh, areas that are inhabited. And I can't imagine losing children like that. That's so folks be, be praying for the people in Eastern Kentucky. And I'm sure eight days of hope will, as soon as they're able to, yes, and others, salvation and others, and others. will we'll get there to try to help people put. Apparently, their lives back. FEMA has already moved trailers into areas, so they're ready to go when things let up a little bit. Uh, but the federal government, uh, as always, will be involved with this, and they're going to need a lot of help. It's going to take a long while. Yep. Next so, story. All right. Uh, well, we talked a little bit about uh, this last week. We had uh, Senator Roger Wicker, Republican senator from Mississippi. He's also a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee about the devastating effect that these vaccine mandates are having on our military. Uh, we talked about recruiting is way, way, way down uh, below the levels that it should be, and the vaccine mandates are being blamed for that. Well, the latest concern is coming from Florida Republican Representative Michael Waltz, he's very concerned about what it's going to do and the threat to our National Guard. Cut number four. I led this letter of, of concern to uh, the Defense Secretary, and I'm still in the National Guard. And, and look, I get the point. When you're ordered to take the shot, you got to take the shot. But this shot is a bit different. Those uh, other ones have been developed over decades and have years and years of research. This does not. Uh, but number two, look, I get the law and order uh, argument and the order and discipline argument. When you tell a platoon to charge the hill, they got to do it. Uh, but you also, as leaders, need to evaluate whether it's necessary to charge the hill and the cost mm-hmm. to my of charging the hill. And in this case, the guard stands to lose 25,000 guardsmen uh, and on top of falling tens of thousands short for recruiting. Yeah, so there you have it. Uh, the warning is going out, and he's trying to make the point. First of all, we've talked about this many times. It's not a vaccine, not in the traditional definition of a vaccine. A vaccine stops you from getting the disease. 
we now know that the shot doesn't do that. Uh, latest evidence, the president of the United States himself. So, uh, and then there's, there's more and more evidence building about the negative impact that these vaccines can have on many people, even young, healthy individuals like we have men and women in our military. So it's, if it doesn't stop you from getting it, the shot, if it doesn't stop you from spreading it, that does away with the arguments for making this mandatory. Well, and as we mentioned last week, as we've been talking about this, um, this uh, uh, topic, um, even the argument that it'll keep the severity of the disease down, I'm not sure is applicable with young, healthy men and women. Uh, in other words, it, it's not, you know, older people. Yeah, maybe it lowers right. the severity of it. That's what they say. I don't know how they prove that, but. Repeat those numbers again. Who who do we just hear from right there? This is Congressman Michael Walsh of Florida. He is a 26-year veteran of the military, but he's still in the National Guard now. Yeah. And he is, uh, uh, do you have the numbers he cited here? Yeah, because this, this is pretty stunning what, to, what, to, what, what could happen if, if Biden uh keeps it up with this yeah. forced vaccine or you're fired. Uh, well, he's, he's saying, uh, Congressman Walsh is saying that the National Guard could lose 25,000 members. Across the country. Across the country. You know, uh, that's significant because you have the National Guard helps primarily with uh, national emergencies. Or, or for example, uh, what's happening in, in Kentucky right now. Who does the uh, who's the first people that uh, besides the first responders, obviously, call in the National Guard, They call in the National Guard uh, yeah. also to keep law and order mm-hmm. when mayhem breaks out or, you know, so this is very significant. On top of the recruitment numbers that the military have uh, at the annual recruitment numbers, which they're woefully underperforming on. Yeah. Um, we talked about the army last week, their quota, their quota yeah. for the year is about 56,000 right. and their year ends the end of September. So in eight weeks, they're supposed to have 56,000 new recruits. They haven't Listen. reached 41% yet. Well, we mentioned it last week. What, what president Biden needs to do, and I and don't no, don't misunderstand me. I don't think he's going to do this. Uh, but what he needs to do is say, I'm, uh, no more. Uh, COVID vaccine shot mandates uh, for our military. Uh, the pandemic's over. Uh, it, 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 it's uh, it's endemic now. We're gonna COVID something we're just gonna have to learn to live with. We all know this. Thankfully, the severity of the disease, uh, the uh, virus, has uh, has has gone down a whole lot. It's no longer going into the lungs, so it's not lethal. As it was early on in the, uh, you know, when it pandemic. first, yeah. in, the, in the in the pandemic. So, uh, again, if I were Biden, I would say, so we're saying no more uh, forced vaccine shots or boosters and boosters and boosters. We're this this is over now. You could you if you wanted to caveat that by saying you know we we retain the right to although I don't agree with this uh, on principle, but I'm just saying if you're Biden, you could say we. We, we, we want you to understand we may reinstitute something like this in a year from now if some other uh, strain of COVID comes along that is more, uh, uh, you know, risky or 
contagious. Contagious. We may revisit this again. But but for now, we're adjusting to the, quote, science and uh, not requiring uh, COVID vaccine shots to participate in the United States military. That's yeah. what he should do. Uh, but uh, for reasons Ed mentions, it's about the knee. It's about the knee mentality of the federal government, especially Lord Biden, on this <laughs> issue. And that is you will bow the knee uh, to what we say do. We don't care. This is me. We don't care whether it's uh, needed or not. You will bow the knee to uh, federal government uh, or else you'll lose your job. You'll lose your pension. You'll lose your, uh, uh, you know, everything you work for as a National Guardsman or as a, a military. Now, the good news, again, along these lines is that the Air Force, one, members of the Air Force who are objecting to having the forced experimental vaccine shot put in their bloodstream, they won a case in federal court uh, last correct. week. That is correct. So that's, uh, you know, that's a that's, that's some good news to report. It remains to be seen if that will go to the Supreme Court or where that will go next. But uh, they, they, a lot of them, a lot of the uh, Air Force rege- uh, did not want this based on their religious uh, objections. Mm-hmm. And the court said... Uh, Granted, uh, because the they proved that the Air Force itself just gave blanket rejection to any uh, religious uh, appeal. Yes. Uh, appeal to not have to do this on religious grounds. That's right. That makes sense? It does. Uh, President Biden, we need to give you an update. Uh, tested positive for COVID. The He's week. on the rebound, right? Well... He, re- he did a little rose garden thing saying, look at me, I'm all better. Yes. 24 hours later, <laughs> it's back. Well, that was karma right there. Yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because remember Biden said, uh, hey, uh, Trump had to go, the, he said my predecessor, had to go to the hospital with his COVID, and I didn't. I worked all the way through my COVID. Uh, so yeah. I'm more macho <laughs> than uh, even though Democrats don't like the word macho. Right. You know, because uh, you don't know what gender you are. <laughs> right. They don't they don't know. They don't know. They, they don't know where to go with that one. But uh, he said but so. So he said and then within 24, 48 hours, yep. he retest and he's got what do they call that? COVID what? A rebound? I, I, I just I think call it's it called rebound. Re- rebound. Yeah. Yeah. It's a rebound. Yeah, he so, got he, it. so he's got twice in what? Ten days. Yeah. yeah. He yeah. has to go back in isolation. Yep. Which a lot of his advisors and handlers are thankful for, <laughs> you know. I mean, wouldn't you be? They don't have to be? let him out in public. Wouldn't you be? Hey, this is a time for us to, if we're going to ever take a summer vacation, we need to go now because Biden's back in being a recluse. Right. Right. Yeah. Back in isolation. Just he and his German Shepherd. So And his geese. Which is <laughs> the geese. We'll never forget the geese in the background, will we? Uh-uh. So, um, but uh, so so Biden's going to be he's in what do you isolation isolation yep. yes so yep. another uh, four or five days but he now he's uh, he's been he's had uh, how many boosters has Biden oh had? he's up he's completely up to date yes like four right oh yeah I think so two shots and boosters at least two boosters two shots and I think he said more than two boosters I think he's uh got no four. I think you're thinking of the Botox. Botox. Boosters. He said Botox. No, I don't. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Huh? I'm just kidding. You just got us banned again, Ed. 
It doesn't matter. You're, no, you're folks, giving medical misinformation. You can go to streaming.afa.net to see Biden's sign up body for an double. account, and then you can watch this program on our streaming. Does Biden platform. have a body double? Do you think Ed? A body double? <laughs> I don't. I don't have know. Have you seen this theory going around? Yes, I have. Uh, yeah, I think he's. I think he's got a body double who's actually an alien lizard creature. <laughs> How's that for getting us banned? Good night. <laughs> You're getting brave today, aren't you? That's right. All that frustration coming out. He's an alien. <laughs> we'll be back momentarily. Stay with us. What does the American Family Association stand for? AFA aims to evangelize the lost and disciple the believer. AFA aims to strengthen biblical marriages and equip parents to raise godly children. These values and more are part of our mission to inform, equip, and activate individuals to strengthen the moral foundations of our culture. We also support the church. We want to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. Thank you for standing with us. We will visit the shepherd's fields in Bethlehem when we go to Israel in March of 2023. Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. One of our stops along the way in Israel is to go to the shepherd's fields. This is the place where the shepherds were the night that the birth of our Savior was announced in Bethlehem or right around Bethlehem. Now, we don't know if we're looking at the actual uh, hill or not, but we are in the place that is described in the Bible. So it would have been right around where we are when we go to the shepherd's fields. That's just one of the stops on one of the days on our March 2023 trip to Israel. For all the information, go to the website twholyland.com, twholyland.com. Again, this is in March 2023. We hope you'll join us. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes with news and commentary next. Uh, my goal as a teacher is, is to impart knowledge and then be able then for them to take it and turn it into wisdom. As we teach, I think, okay, five years down the road, how will the material that I am teaching them really affect their lives and their careers? Hi, Todd Starnes here. Truett offers biblically-centered degree programs. Check out truett.edu slash Starnes. If you send your kid to public university, there's a good chance he's going to return home as a flag-burning communist. That's according to a new study from North Dakota State University. They asked liberal students and conservative students about their opinions on America. 73% of conservatives say they are proud to be an American, but liberals, well, not so much. 57% of the leftist children said they're ashamed of our nation, ashamed of the land of the free. The percentages shocked even the professors who conducted the study. Past surveys showed that most Americans were proud to be American, regardless of their political affiliation. North Dakota State also found liberal students believe there should be crackdowns on free speech, and only 9%, 9% favored capitalism, only 13% opposed socialism. So here's what's going on. Socialists are using our tax dollars to fundamentally transform our nation from the home of the brave to the home of the woke. I'm Todd Starnes. A bruised reed he will not break and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. 
In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues here on American Family Radio. If you want to send us an email, the address is comments at AFR.net, comments at AFR.net. Tim with Ed and Fred. Ed, you got, uh, I mean, Fred, next story. Yeah, in the wake of the Supreme Court decision on Roe v. Wade, uh, the Democrats have launched an all-out assault on many fronts. One of the things that they have done uh, is introduce what they're calling the Respect for Marriage Act. And basically what they want to do is to put into law, federal law, that you have to accept homosexual marriage. States don't have a choice. Under Bill Clinton, uh, there was the Defense of Marriage Act. Yes, called DOMA. DOMA, which basically left it up. To, states had some control over that. So the Democrats, now it's already passed the House, there were Republicans in the House who supported it, and now it's going to the Senate. The story is basically this, is that there are at least half a dozen Republican senators who are indicating, uh, uh, yeah, I don't have a problem with this. Let's, let's move forward with this. One of them is Ron Johnson of Wisconsin. Uh, he's quoted as saying, I see no reason to oppose it. Uh, Portman of Ohio, Collins of Maine, Tillis of North Carolina, uh, Lisa Markowski hasn't voiced anything yet, but she's been soft on that in the past. And so uh, we haven't had a commitment yet from Mitt Romney, uh, Roy Blunt of Missouri, uh, John, uh, Joni Ernst, and uh, Mike Braun of Indiana. Now, the concern is this. If the Democrats get 10 senators, 10 Republican senators, this will, Joe Biden will sign this, it will become law. And so there's a but, great deal of concern with this. Yeah. Ed, I thought, I'm asking this rhetorically, but right. I think for the benefit of us listeners who are thinking the same thing, I thought uh, homosexual marriage has already been approved by the Supreme Court. I don't understand what this legislation's about. How would you answer that? Okay, so what the Supreme Court did was strike down the laws and constitutional amendments of individual states that prohibited same-sex marriage, which essentially legalized it, but if Congress codifies it and the president signs this bill into law, the the concern, even on the part of our own Abraham Hamilton III and other legal ec experts, is that now you have federal law requiring same-sex marriage. What happens to organizations like ours, um, which are nonprofit Christian organizations? What happens to the tax status of Christian schools, universities, because now the IRS could potentially come after uh, organizations, schools, et cetera, that do not allow homosexuals to marry and work for them. You, you have to, if you're married at AFA or AFR and you're a guy, you have to be married to a woman. Okay. And vice versa. Or you're, you're not eligible for employment. You're not eligible for employment or benefits, or any of those kinds of things. So for these senators to say, ah, I don't see any problem with it, I think goes to the fact that a lot of these uh, members of the Republican Party 
basically don't care about this issue. They are not up to speed on the implications of it. Some of them may disagree with the Republican Party platform, which states that the only true marriage is natural marriage between one man and one woman. So, uh, folks, we're asking you to get involved in this and convince your senator, if he or she is on the fence about this, that they vote no on the Respect for Marriage Act. How do you get involved in this? If you go to afa.net, you will see a drop-down menu for, well, for activism, but right there on the front page, our home page, is an action alert uh, for this issue. Click on Read More about it, and it will take you to a an action alert that you can sign, and you can communicate with your senators about saying no to the Respect for Marriage Act. There are, there are a lot of implications on this. We know that the, the radical left wants to punish Christianity especially, but conservatives in general, and you will submit to their view on marriage or you get punished. And to your point, Ed, uh, we talked uh, and interviewed Pastor Robert Jeffress of First Baptist Dallas on this, and his concern, like yours, is the impact it would have on religious liberty. Cut seven. What you will see happen at some point is uh, the federal government will deny tax-exempt status to those organizations that uh, sanction what they believe is hate speech, which includes uh, believing that marriage should be between a man and a woman. And the argument is going to be the federal government should not support uh, any uh, religious college or uh, church that uh, espouses what they deem to be hate speech. Uh, the handwriting is clearly on the wall right now. Well, that, that, and that's the reason we're um, fighting back on this and that we need the Republican senators to stand firm on this issue. You know, you can conceivably be ambivalent or indifferent or not opposed to homosexual marriage and still vote uh, against this legislation, which, you know what, you know what I'm right. saying? For the reasons you mentioned, Ed, because somebody may say, well, I don't really care whether two men get married or not. Uh, however, I don't want that uh, being used as a standard to uh, persecute people, is what I would call it, just like Dr. Jeffers just said, just like right. you said earlier, that is uh, giving the federal government more ammunition to go after particularly Christian groups uh, to say, okay, if you oppose same-sex marriage or you don't allow it in your organization, then we will uh, take away your tax-exempt status, right. for example. Um, so that, that, day, that day may very well come. I don't think it's imminent or I don't think it's necessarily a for sure thing what, uh, that that will, will happen. That is the IRS punish, if you will, or, uh, Christian organizations, it could happen, but I've, I've said this before, you know what people don't, Christians should not support. And I don't think a vast majority of Christians do Christians in particular support organizations for the tax write-off benefit right. or tax deduction benefit. Those people, vast majority of Christians would tithe to their church whether they got a tax deduction or not right just because it's what god says do it's the right thing to do right uh same thing with supporting uh, ministries like ours however it it would it would it would ramp up um 
a, I call it a persecution of groups and people because they don't subscribe to what the government's definition of quote, uh, hate is. Right. So, so. so uh, we are encouraging people go to afa.net. When that page homepage pops up, you will see dead center. It's in red. It says Biden and Pelosi coming after Christian schools and nonprofits. Call your U.S. Senator. So we're asking you to get involved in this uh, action alert effort. Amen. Next story, Fred. Well, somewhat related, there is a trial getting underway today in McGregor, Minnesota, for a Christian pharmacist. And this story uh, goes back to 2019 when the pharmacist, George Badeau, uh, was approached by a woman at his pharmacy, uh, Thrifty White Pharmacy, it's called. And she wanted, to, she said she had a prescription for the morning after pill. And he refused uh, to do that, said he could not do that because of his religious beliefs. She went down the road, uh, got the morning after pill there. But, however, he is being taken to court. Uh, she is saying uh, that it was unconstitutional, according to state discrimination laws, for him to do that. In other words, that he couldn't use his religious beliefs to deny her a, the prescription for the morning after pill. So uh, that is going to trial today in uh, McGregor, Minnesota. We'll be keeping our eye on that. Our uh, reporter, Chris Woodward, is, is doing some work on that today. You know, uh, a lot of people don't, you know, uh, understand, or maybe they do, I don't know. But, uh, you know, these kinds of cases where you say, well, surely this pharmacist will win. Okay, but you know what? Sometimes they do. I'm not saying it's a, the guarantee that he would win. I'm just saying, even if you do win, the cost yeah. in defending yourself in court is so prohibitive for a lot of these people. They either go out of business or they cave to the demands of an increasingly tyrannical Biden administration and those on the radical left. You know, for all their talk about being anti-fascist, they act like fascists on the radical left, okay, because their tactics are this way. Every time you see a group of young people shout down a speaker because they don't like, you know, on college campus, they shout them down, they stop the meeting, that's a fascist ta tactic from uh, yeah. the days before Hitler came to power. Yeah. So they talk about it, but then they emulate it. Yes. They mimic the behavior of fascists. Well, we all know how important coal is to the economy of West Virginia. Well, the treasurer of West Virginia was being interviewed this morning on Fox. And here's the issue here. Some of the biggest financial firms in the country are turned against coal. Uh, J.P. Morgan, Chase, Wells Fargo, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley. Uh, and what they've done, these big companies, they said, we're not going to lend money to coal companies anymore. So uh, the uh, treasurer of West Virginia, Riley Moore, says, okay, uh, this is the way we're going to fight this. Uh, our, our state government's not going to do business with these banks anymore. So he was explaining this on Fox & Friends this morning, cut six. And these folks are in this breakneck liberal uh, uh, ideology that is pushing us towards this green energy ideology that is going to just drive inflation wow. even higher. 
they're taking this on with like a religious zealous uh, to move away from the fossil fuel industry. But the fossil fuel industry is so important to the United States and to every American here because, look, it heats your home, it cools your home, it, it powers your vehicle. Yeah, this is just more of kind of Joe Biden's mentality that we've talked about so many times, the green plan that's out there. A lot of folks, they just look at it and say, okay, what's wrong with cutting back on pollution? But it goes far, far beyond that. Understand that there are businesses like these big corporations right now uh, that are basically trying to drive coal companies out of business. Uh, listen, I think you're going to see this kind of thing. Um, what we're talking about, these banks, um, you are going to start to see red states do the same thing West Virginia is doing. And they are what, what, what this woke ideology does, and it does it on purpose, is it divides Americans. If it's critical race theory, it divides us based on race, for example. Um, what these banks are going to do is you're going to have red states saying, okay, um, you know, Chase, Manhattan, J.P. Morgan, we're not doing business with you. We'll find banks that will. And, and you're going to split the country in the banking industry based on red states and blue states. I don't see how this is an intelligent decision on the part of these big banks, but they are under the control of white, uh, excuse me, uh, woke ideologues. And it's, it's not about business. This is about your worldview and turning this country sharply left. I don't, I don't understand why companies that are based on making a buck are going to alienate half their potential customers. I'm telling you, these big banks, uh, big corporations, they can get a you lot know, done that smaller <clears throat> ones can't, but they are not your friends. You know don't what, Ed? You, you, you came up with this idea, I think, here uh, a couple of years ago. You, you, mentioned, you were the first one I heard mention this. And that is, we as uh, Christians, conservatives, we need to shop local. As much as possible. Absolutely. Yes, uh, as much as possible. That's a good point because it's not always not always possible. Right. But uh, if and you might be inconvenienced a little bit or have to go out of your way. But most big corporations, you, they're they're into this woke stuff. Uh, not all. There are some that aren't. But uh, so you might say, well, how do I get by without supporting that company? when I need products that they offer services that they offer. Well, oftentimes, uh, you can shop local, right? A mom and pop place, for example, that that's not going to take your money and fight against your values. Right. Uh, Alice and I were talking about that yesterday in terms of grocery store shopping. You know, we mostly stop at shop at a big chain and they're not gross violators of, right. Of, our values, but still every once in a while they'll do something, you know, but then there's, there's other places in town that are mom and pop yeah, that are, are you know, the money is not going to, the, the monies that they make are not going to be used to, uh, promote gay pride right. month, for example, uh, uh, all the time or other things, issues like that. All right. So shop local and keep that in mind. You're, you're listening to today's issues on AFR next story, Fred. Well, uh, Let's go to Canada for a few moments. Uh, along the same line of the, the green plan out there, environmental concerns, global warming, all of that. 
Well, uh, Trudeau, who is already not very popular, Prime Minister Trudeau is making himself even less popular. He has apparently set a goal to cut back on the use of nitrogen in fertilizer for farmers by 30%. This is a big deal. Uh, nitrogen content, very important to grow crops. Right. And he says this is contributing to global warming, uh, these fertilizers. And so he wants to cut back. I tell you what, the farmers up there are outraged of what this would mean. They say basically they would, uh, they'd have to start planting certain crops up there. And this is all. He wants to cut back 30% uh, within the next eight years or so. So there is outrage. Uh, they're already angry with him over the vaccine mandates and the continuing problems with that. But now this with regard, very similar to what's going on in the Netherlands. You may have seen some of the farmers there and the protests going on. I think you're going to see much the same thing. And if you think this only affects Canada, think again. Canada is a major exporter of food here to the United States, uh, various crops. Uh, you be, may be surprised when you look at the labels of your food products here, how many of them come from Canada. Uh, so this is, this is very concerning. But Trudeau, I'm going to say he's a tyrant. He really is. He's all in on this government suppression of the people. And uh, I, I think Canadians are waking up to this. Yeah, what are the chances of him being, uh, do they operate like uh, they do in uh, Great Britain and Israel, this parliamentarian yeah, multi, system? Yeah, multi-parties. Right now, uh, the Liberal Party, capital L Liberal Party, which he heads, uh, is supported by what another party there called the New Democratic Party, the NDP. And uh, that's because he only has about 33% of the vote in the last election. But the NDP came in behind him mm -hmm. and supported him. All that has to happen, and you draw attention to the British form, is have a vote of no confidence. If the NDP were to uh, remove their support for Trudeau, they'd have to call another election, which is what we're seeing in Israel right now, because the the government that was there what didn't even last that, a year. Those Israeli They've had like six in the last four years. I mean, it just wears you out, and I don't even live there. Right? Yes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I don't uh, – this, this this system of government where you where you can uh, – I guess it has its upside, you know, people would argue, but uh, I prefer our way of doing things here in the U.S. Where you yeah, they, a, would, they would say you don't have to wait four years to get the current guy or woman eventually out of office – but on the other hand, you do kind of have that instability. Flipping presidents yes. every year? Yeah. I mean, that's that, just crazy. You can't get my, anything done, my, my opinion. it seems like. I, I will say this. Um, I, I've always said, I've said it on many, many occasions on, on this program, uh -huh. that reality is a brutal teacher, mm. okay? And what we are seeing with all this wokeness, you talked about the banks, this, the, the policies regarding coal, trying to drive our fossil fuel industries into the ground, over this green, uh, this idea of of a rapid transition to uh, renewable resources, okay? Uh, we are going to learn the hard way that this is not the way that you... The whole idea of threatening our own food supply, yeah. threatening our own food supply, mm -hmm. where you're talking about the potential at some point for starvation, yeah. and for food riots, mm -hmm. and for empty shelves. And you go, why? Why are you doing this? Well, because we believe X, Y, and Z about the climate. Well, you know what? 
those ideas are not rooted in the real world, this rapid transition, and reality is a brutal teacher. But guess, guess who has to live when the lesson comes down the pipe? All of us. Yes. Okay? These evangelists of this green ideology are going to put all of us under threat of uh, <laughs> rapidly rising uh, fuel prices, food prices, and food shortages. You We're guys, all going to have to. Speaking along the, uh, about that issue, did you guys see the list of top 10 hypocrites, <laughs> top 10 environmental hypocrites? Uh, somebody released this over the weekend. This is the one that Leonardo DiCaprio was. Yeah, but Taylor Swift, oh, she, yes. was, she was crowned prince, princess. Uh, she was crowned the princess of environmental hypocrisy over the weekend. Her her jet, her private jet was used more than any other jet in the U.S. Uh, among these celebrities who, who preach about global warming and climate change. Yep. And then they fly around on their carbon-emitting mm-hmm. uh, private jets all over the, uh, all over the place. And her defense, I think it wasn't her necessarily, but a, but a spokesperson for her, Taylor Swift, I'm talking about, said that, well, it wasn't her using the jet all the time. She loaned it out. <laughs> no, I'm serious. That's what their claim was. She loaned it out. I don't know if she loaned it out to Uncle Uncle Bill or, or who she loaned it out to, but they were they had these like hundreds of flights uh, on this uh, that that her jet had been used to, but her her excuse was basically it's, it's a spokesperson for Taylor Swift saying how can you claim to be a uh, you know environmental activist when you're when you're you know using your private jet to go everywhere instead of using a, a commercial jet for example or a bus or a car or something like that and uh, you know it, it as if it matters that she didn't do use it herself. Right. But that she loaned it out, that that makes it okay. To, I, I, to, 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 if you believe like they do, to burn up the planet. I, I don't understand what the whole idea. Some of these people will say, "Well, we use carbon offsets." Okay, <laughs> didn't, is, they didn't even say that here. This but is, go ahead. This is a this is an explanation that they give. We make up for it by giving money to this particular or, movement. Or, but I'm but I'm thinking, well, you could just not go. You could do both. You you could just not yeah. go and not right. Put the you know quote unquote particulates into the atmosphere, but no, the the carbon offset idea is I'm going to pollute the environment, right? But I'm going to pay money to this cause, and that that makes it okay to pollute the environment. Yes, yeah, it's insane. It's it's ridiculous, and as they say, excuse the pun, it doesn't fly. Right. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to pollute the environment, but I'm going to plant three pine trees. Yes. <laughs> uh, tomorrow to right. to make up for it. No, it doesn't work that way. Why can't you do both then? If you're a right. true believer, why don't you plant the three pine trees and not pollute the environment yes. with your private That plant? would be even better yeah. when we're dealing with an yes. existential threat that's going to kill us all. So, you know what this is? And we've talked about this before. 99% of these people by these people, I mean the Taylor Swift types, who virtue signal on their concern for the environment and global warming, and we're going to burn the planet up if we continue to to use fossil fuels. They don't believe that. They do not believe that at all. But they got to say it because uh, the 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 their their sponsors may expect it, or they want to say, "I care, I care about the environment." Look at me. Right. I'm I'm a 
I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a good person. I'm a good person. So they get, they pat each other, all these liberal, they pat each other on the back, say, thank you for caring while they go get on their private jet right. and dump carbon emissions everywhere and, and, uh, you know, use, what use the fossil fuels they say are, are tearing up our, uh, and it's not just for go, her going to concerts. They go on vacations oh, sure. all over the place. No, they all do. Yeah. All these rich, uh, multi-millionaire celebrities, they all use their, pre- well, not all. Every time you see one of these people throwing a big party at their mansion, inviting all their rich, you know, right. Hollywood celebrity friends, and they throw a big party at night, the lights blazing. Oh. I mean, they, they are. How about the concerts themselves? Right. If you yeah, really, they, don't, they don't believe in that. They, they're only doing it to virtue signal. Yeah. That's all they're doing. And I, I can't, maybe, uh, is it Michael Moore? Is that the guy's name? You mean, are you asking who who that environment? Who that uh, yeah, whack should, job? Yeah. Well, the guy worker? who he, true. I'm asking for who are liberal true believers who act consistently with their stated beliefs on on the environmental issue. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know, I don't know any does. celebrity who who acts in accordance. Like you said, a concert. You think about all the carbon uh, emissions for people driving and flying to a concert. And then all the carbon emissions for the concert itself, the lights, you know, the electricity, the, the air conditioning, all that. All fossil fuels. All by the way. fossil fuels. They don't care. Driven. Bruce Springsteen right. may he didn't he's knocking it down. Yeah. They're not gonna stop doing those things, which are really entertainment. Yeah, you don't They're have not to even do necessary it to, live. to living. Right. Right? Foot uh ball games or whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say, it's most of it's entertainment. So so that's why I you, it, you can't take these people seriously they because they don't they do, they don't practice what they preach right and they don't act like they think the world's coming to an end no no so yes taylor swift was the did you look that up i, I was trying to find it on fox i'll have to find it somewhere i'd be interested to see who the others are oh they're almost all entertainers uh steven spielberg was on there <laughs> These people, huh? Uh, one of the one of those uh, Kardashian slash Jenner girls was, was on there. Uh, famous for being famous. <laughs> we'll be back, Mama. Uh, we'll be back in five minutes uh, with more of today's issues on AFR. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.